Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, everyone. It is Thursday. Welcome back to another day of our Bible Reading Plan podcast. Uh, Tom and Carl here once again with you on our fourth day of the week as we kind of march our way slowly through the uh, Sermon on the Mount, a couple verses at a time. Uh, But before we get to that, um, just a couple things that we have to get out of the way. First of all, your Thor questions. Mr. Thorwall, didn't you are, do so good yesterday. Well, you were, yeah, you no, you didn't. You did well on Monday and Tuesday, getting four for four. And then yesterday, you kind of bombed. Right? So you're sitting at four and six right now. Um, again, I don't think this comes from the movie. If you've seen the the Marvel movie, this is more from Norse mythology. So Thor's huge war chariot was pulled by what? Goats, horses, lightning bolts. What was his huge chariot pulled by? I'm going to say lightning bolts. It's actually goats. What? I know. Isn't that crazy? That's that's at least the information I looked up. They were they were like magical, huge, powerful goat things that pulled his his war chariot. Okay? Um that was that was a weird one. This one I don't I don't know if you would know this one either. And I don't know if it's in the movie or but it comes from mythology, right? Norse mythology. So Thor died from what? What is it, an arrow wound? Uh, was it falling off a cliff? Was it a snake bite? What did he die from? I'm going to go with an arrow. It was a snake bite. <laughs> they don't have snakes in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently it has a name. I didn't write down the name of the serpent that he fought with many times in his myths. He fought against a serpent while he finally... Um, I think he ended up killing, wounding this, or killing the serpent. But then in the meantime, before he, you know, he got bit by the serpent, and that's what did him in. Didn't know that. No. See, here we go. We're learning some new things here about Mr. Thor from mythology. <laughs> um, I don't think you're going to get your seven. Well, no, you're not going to get your seven because you're four for eight right now. Okay. But maybe you'll get six. Maybe you'll get six for ten, possibly. <laughs> we'll check it out tomorrow. <laughs> we are not trending good. <laughs> no, you're not. Hey, you start off really well. <laughs> you're kind of falling behind here. But anyway, on to other things. Hey, it is Thursday. We like to think of today as being Thankfulness Thursday. And so, uh, Carl, what, what are some things that you're kind of particularly thankful for, like within this last week or month or year recently? Um. Over the past uh, month or so, you know, I'm thankful that I finally graduated law school. I am very thankful that that is done and and, uh, off of the list of things. Now, when you you graduated, did you have the the big fancy robe and... Oh, yeah, and the funny hat. Funny hat. And the little tassel thing and cord, whatever, but (laughs) oh, yeah. So got got that done. So I was very thankful for that. Thankful yes. for my family support mm. in getting me through that. So that was a huge time commitment, and my wife and extended family and everything were very uh, supportive of that. So because you went back and forth, kind of right between yep. Yep. this area and Lansing. Yep, uh, on the weekends, spent a lot of weekends in Lansing. Wow. So uh, actually, Jess has an aunt that lives in Lansing that opened up a bedroom for mm. me. So when I would stay over there. I sure didn't have to commute back and forth if I had classes on a Saturday or a Sunday. So. Nice. 
Sure. You're thankful that that's in the past. All done and behind me. Yep. So that's that's been huge. And of course, I'm very thankful for my newborn. So Yay. she's she's doing great. So. Shout out to Eleanor. Yep. I know you can hear me, Eleanor. <laughs> oh, they bring so much joy, don't they? They do. Yay. Oh, we love little kids. Okay. Blessings from the Lord. They drive us crazy at times, keep us up in the wee hours of the night, but they are blessings from the Lord. Just keep saying that with a smile. That's right. <laughs> it will get better. It will get better. <laughs> Have you gone through it four times? It does get better. All right. So we are going to, um, let's see, we're going to conclude the Beatitudes portion of the Sermon on the Mount today. Um, Carl's going to read verses 9 through 12. And then we'll have a little discussion about um, what Jesus might be encouraging us as his followers to do with these verses. Yeah, so starting at uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when the people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Mm-hmm. So thus concludes the Beatitudes, the first part of Jesus' sermon here. Um, the first thing that, that uh, to me, when, when, when Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, I got to be thinking of those Jews again. I mentioned this earlier this week, but I think that was maybe a shock to them because, again, they thought their Messiah was going to come. They thought that Jesus was going to come and, like, be this military hero, right, and get rid of these Romans and and set up this new Jewish kingdom. And, yeah, um, I think, wait a minute, we're supposed to be peacemakers even with these people – that are controlling us. So I think, first of all, I think that just kind of threw them off the rockers to kind of like hear, wow, peacemakers doesn't quite make sense with what we thought our Messiah was going to say and do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the picture that comes to mind is the UN peacekeepers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think of that and I'm like, hmm, that's exactly the kind of the feeling that I that I think they must have had at the time. Okay, right. Was, yeah, both, uh, well, they're there. Exactly. <laughs> so what do you think of when you think of peacemakers? Jesus wants us to be peacemakers. What's that mean, practically speaking? Practically speaking, I think it's someone that can navigate a dispute and bring a solution to the dispute or whatever it is that has people fighting, battling, arguing, in disagreement, and and work together to find a middle ground mm. and, and kind of see, you know, what is it that one side is interested in and what is it that another side is interested in and how can we work together to close this gap and see common um, values between those two different sides mm. and bring them together um, expediently and, you know, in the Lord so that they can work together and be together. Right. And I think that's kind of where I see peacemakers. Yeah. I thought of the word shalom, that Hebrew mm-hmm. word, right? That means like that total condition of being at peace, right? And that's definitely what you were just describing, right? Somebody trying to bring shalom to a, a sticky situation, right? Mm-hmm. To a dispute of some kind. Yeah. 
Which could be all sorts of disputes. I mean, it could be theological dispute. It could be, you know, a difference of opinion. It could be, you know, family members that aren't happy with each other. You know, it it could be, you know, siblings. It could be, you know, a work dispute or, you know. I think, yeah, and it's just it's just bringing shalom into those situations, right? Just to, mm-hmm. to calm the situation down, you know, bring peace, bring some shalom, bring some goodness into that situation. Um, Which I think goes right along with being that surprise as they're sitting on the mountain. You know, we think back to, to Monday when we kind of set the stage for this and, yeah. and Jesus is on the mountain and he's starting as, you know, what we know as the first sermon and they're thinking they got a king, and here he's blessing peacemakers again. Exactly. You know? And it's just kind of, okay, well, you know, but that's not the pot stirrer we were looking for. You right. know, it's it's not someone that's going to go, you know, pull a pin on a grenade and throw it in the middle <laughs> of the Romans. You know, it's 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 a peacemaker. It's, right. You know, he's, he's looking for people to, you know, close the gaps and, yeah. you know, build the bridges and, and do yeah. that kind of stuff. And I think that, you know— says a lot and he says you know for they will be called sons of god you know he's the son of god mm-hmm. so does that say that he's bringing them up closer to him and mm-hmm. kind of saying you know you'll be my brother right you know it's i think it's, so it's you right. know it's a brothers and sisters right mm-hmm. you know it's a fascinating place you know because then that's saying well if you're a peacemaker is he saying then too, I'm a peacemaker. And so you'll be like me as a son of God and, mm-hmm. and being the peacemaker. Right. And I think, again, I, I, a lot of these, I think are, are spiritual. You can think of them spiritually as well. You know, and I think blessed are people who, you know, people who do not follow Christ, they, they've got to have turmoil in their life because they're just not content, right? They're just not, they're just not at peace. They're constantly searching, right, for something that's going to bring happiness, you know, in their lives. And I think you can be a peacemaker if you, you know, if you introduce Jesus, you know, into somebody's life. That's a different way of thinking of peacemaker mm-hmm. too, you know. Like I want you to experience this relationship that I have, you know. Uh, brings me a lot of peace. Uh, it's going to bring you a lot of peace to us. Like you can think of this spiritually too, you know. Yeah. As as peacemakers, order to chaos. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what about this? Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Uh, you know, looking at that one, you know, we talked about the righteousness a couple days ago and talked about, you know, the righteousness was the uh, pursuit of, you know, and kind of something that you wanted to be righteous. Um, you know, the verse six was blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And so this verse to me kind of foreshadows an outcome. If you have that thirst for righteousness and you have that hunger and you're truly in pursuit of it, I, I think this is a, a little bit of a warning as well as a reward hmm. and for that effort that's put in towards that pursuit of righteousness. A warning in what way? That you're going to be persecuted. Okay. And I think it's a, you know, you'll be persecuted. You're not going to be protected. You'll you'll be out there and, and exposed in a way. And I think that that's kind of a, a bit of foreshadowing. But then the reward for that is that theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, a, a reward to that that hardship and that, right. you know, that persecution. Right. It's kind of like we're citizens of, of God's kingdom already, 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're, we're part of his kingdom, but not quite yet. We're not fully, you know, until the new creation comes someday. Yep. That's when we'll fully be citizens, you know, for theirs is that kingdom of heaven fully someday, that reward. Yeah, the world, the world that we live in, Carl, I don't think looks fondly on these beatitudes, these values we've been talking about the last couple of days here, right? No. I mean, they, they don't value being poor in spirit. They were, I mean, you know, what, what the world values people who are like aggressive and assertive and, you know, like <laughs> just gonna moving say, ahead and show me a sporting event or <laughs> <laughs> right. something exactly. where, where that's the uh... <laughs> right, you know. And so the the world does not value these eight. I don't know whether eight of them altogether. I think there's eight of them altogether, mm-hmm. you know. And so they're going to push back. Right. And that that's going to look like persecution at times. Right, because this is just not how they think. This is not how they behave, and um, we shouldn't expect the world to honor what we're trying to do. Right, as citizens of of the kingdom. So. Yep. And I think that is exactly what verse eleven says when it says that people will insult you, they will mm-hmm. persecute you, and they will falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of Jesus. Yes, because of me. Right. Hmm. But rejoice and be glad, right? He goes on in verse 12, because great is your reward in heaven. And again, you were talking about that, right? That's that thing that we can look forward to in the midst of our being insulted, in the midst of our persecutions. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, again, I think this is a, a the next half of verse 12 is kind of opening the door to the lay person to feeling like the prophets, Hmm. you know, the prophets were persecuted and they were persecuted by, you know, the community when they came into it for their beliefs or what they would say. And Mm -hmm. in the temples, they would be persecuted and things. And so then now this is opening it up saying, you know, think of yourself like a prophet, you will be persecuted like they were, and you'll get the reward of being able to go to heaven as well for it. Because now... It's a different, you know, promise. It's a different faith. It's value-based now, and, exactly. and we want to see it, not right. that statutory right. scheme. Exactly. So as we wrap up this section in Matthew called the Beatitudes, Lord, Lord, because uh, yeah, Lord, our Lord Jesus gave us these, these values, right? Um, I guess we can encourage our listeners just to, to, to try, right? The, the, this is who we are. This is what Jesus is encouraging us to do. So let's try, you know, with the Holy Spirit's help to be people who who bring peace. Let's try to be people who um, are poor in spirit, um, full of the Holy Spirit, but poor in our own spirit, right? And may we, may we be people who mourn and may we, may we be people who are meek and people who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And I mean, we're not done here. I mean, Jesus' sermon is going to go on for several weeks here as we dive into it. In fact, tomorrow we're talking a little bit about what it means to be salt and light, but... Um, Listeners, be be people of the Beatitudes. Be people of these values that Jesus encourages us as his citizens to, to be and, and to do in our families and in our workplaces and in our community. So blessings on your Thursday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. 
We would love to hear from you. 